Hi everybody, this is Keith Sarlis, and after a little bit of a break, celebrating uh, the new year and the holidays with our families, we are back. And what this is, is a stupid little podcast that is in preparation for writing a really, really good book. So, uh, my name is Keith Sarlos at Sarlos and Sons in Los Olivos, California. And in the frozen tundra of the north, we have Mr. Michael Larson. Um, How's it? Good Christmas? Good holiday, sir? Yeah, all good. Back at it now. I know. Now everybody's uh, coming back down, as we like to say, the hangover of good times. And uh, Mike prepares some questions so we can dig a little deeper into what is Sarlos and Sons and what what is it about what we do that people ask us to write a book and uh, explore who we are and honestly just make something that in 150 years from now, somebody perhaps with my last name can uh, plug into the back of their head and listen to this audio component and hear their great, great, great grandpa uh, talking. Um, So Mike, what are we talking about today, man? We are running into this one blind. Yep, as as always, you are. I've got a little bit of an idea about where we're going, but um, <laughs> the, the catalyst for it, so today's old and new. That's those are kind of the the concepts that we're going to be talking about, and the catalyst for it is is kind of this. Um, obviously, you know, wine is an old product. I you know I remember that shirt that you guys have. Jesus drank wine, so we know it's you know at least that old. And yet there's there's innovation. There's innovation that's happening at Sarlos and Sons. Uh, maybe there's some innovation in the, the broader winery world. And so, um, you know, just kind of that tension that I think is unique in your industry, uh, in your business, kind of saying, OK, what what part is old and important and that history there is important and we want to maintain that. But then kind of this other side of things all right there's there's room for innovation and just talking about how that innovation has has you know kind of played out in sarlis and sons but then maybe even how you've seen uh that kind of kind of come into conflict maybe with Hmm. the the rest of the wine world or maybe you've seen some of the changes that you've made and then that become a little bit contagious into into other areas so we're just going to kind of see where that goes that that idea of old and new how's it Hmm. sound Interesting, quite honestly. And, I, and the whole time you're talking about it, I'm thinking in my head, you know, what? not only what did we do that's innovative, because a very difficult thing for me is it's, it's easy to be a part of an industry and then come in and say, oh, man, I've been in, you know, or I've been a chef or... I've ran a restaurant for someone else for a long time. And you make your little black book of things I'm going to do different when I have my own place. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the weird part is I, I don't even know how to begin answering this because I don't know. And All right, well, let me, let me, let me do this. Well, I'll give, well, I'll give I'll, you a, Okay. I'll give you a minute to think about it. And while you're thinking about it, I'm going to have you answer another question. Okay, so go. this one's a little easier. Uh, new year, we've yeah. got, you know, kind of the beginning of, of the year, new goals and kind of this idea, what, how do you, how do you start things off? How do you view resolutions? Do you set goals? Do you set resolutions? How are you looking at uh, 2020 a little bit differently maybe than you have in the years past? Well, okay. That goes right back to the first question, right? <laughs> um, I One of the, well, one of the things like what, talking about like that chef or one day I'm going to open my own place. This place kind of opened just running, you know, it wasn't, um, 
I didn't do market research. I didn't go out to other tasting rooms. You know, I kind of, I didn't, I made sure I didn't want to steal from anybody else, mostly because I would be really offended if, if somebody did that to me. But, you know, people do come in and, you know, shop our tasting room and look at stuff and, and, you know, all of a sudden things we're doing pop up in other places and, Somebody else always tells me about that. I never, you know, I never go into any other tasting rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I mean, I think what we tried to do when we opened this, it's like, I don't really know how to run a winery, but I know how to run a, a skate shop that sells wine. I think that's a weird way to put it. You know, we wanted to make a place that was cozy and comfortable that if anybody walks in, um, feels right at home, uh, you know, there's a trend now in a lot of wineries to go ultra modern, um, and we we're not doing that on purpose. Mostly because we're in a building that's built in 1886, and it'd be kind of a travesty to change that. Sure. Um, but we have a lot of stuff that's modern. And when we first when I first opened this, you know, put a flat screen on the wall with just pictures I took, and now that seems to be pretty commonplace. Um, with my buddy Jaime Macias, he had a photo booth. He was one that he came to our tasting room before it was open, and I said, "What do you do?" And he told me, and I said, "I I want one." And it took me a couple of years, and finally I got one. And we've shared, you know, hundreds of thousands of photos of people coming here. Um, we gave people a place to sit and uh, a cupcake place in here, and none of that was like a rub our hands together um you know there's a huge room with a bunch of people in it and we're all you know pitching ideas kind of a thing it was all very organic and it was very oh yeah let's do that this is a really really good idea it it wasn't a idea that was formulated or planned or we hired some outside company to do anything it was just this felt right for us, and I think that's that's always been our um, our weather vane. You know, if it keeps feeling right, then keep doing it. Um, the second part of your question, you know, how am I approaching twenty twenty with anxiety and anxiousness, and you know, scared and trepidation? Because if you look back, you only remember the highlights or the real lowlights, one or the other. Um, you don't really remember the day-to-day. And the day-to-day is usually the thing that makes you a success or not. And I'm constantly trying to find my way back to the right thing to do, but not, but also keeping it sharp um, versus just letting things become mundane and the, the motor just keeps running. Yeah, I think I'm more afraid of that than anything else. Um, because like this year we have very little wine to sell and I'm, and I'm depressed about it, honestly, because I like it when there's challenges and like, Oh, we got to make this go something, go somewhere. It's, you know, we got, we're going to kill ourselves to make people or hopefully get people to want to buy this and taste it. Um, and this year, honestly, we, we, I can't do the fun sales I really want to do because 
we have very limited gunpowder because most of it is already pre-sold. And I know that's a very golden problem. But it's, you know, it's everything you ever wish for. But uh, it doesn't actually make you excited about, you know, Monday morning. Sure. Um, let me ask you, I, what, I mean, what do you see? I mean, I'm going to f- I'll flip this around because I'm much more interested, honestly, right now in your answer to that. I mean, when you walk into Sarlos and Sons or follow us on Instagram or listen mm-hmm. to a podcast or whatever, I don't know what makes us different because it's just us. Right. It's like I'm too close to it. You know, I'm not I'm not seeing the forest through the trees, but I'm I'm a tree. Right. You know, <laughs> we are the forest, I guess. I don't. Um, I wish I knew a little bit better. I know I know things that I'm proud of, but I don't. Um, I don't know if there's a satisfaction level of like, oh, dude, we killed this. Maybe sure. I should. Maybe I'd be more successful if I did tell you. You know what? We were the people that innovated this. We did boom, 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 all the way down. Um, but as soon as I say any of those things that I think we actually innovated, I'll f- <laughs> I'll feel kind of. Uh, uh, self-aggrandized, you know, or, um, you know, somebody will go, no, I think I saw somebody do that before. Sure. But there was a lot of things that I think we tried to, when we did it, it was like, I think the capsule, um, on our wines, if you ever look at our wine bottle, it has a naked neck, you know, there's no foil that went on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, we, I did that on purpose cause I said, that's what do you, well, these foils are dumb. Why, why would you put this on anything? And then I recessed the cork a little bit into the bottle so that it was kind of, you know, you could, you could lay a dime in it or a nickel. And it, it was kind of like that distance between the top of the glass and the beginning of the cork. So it was like this little, little valley, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'd never saw another bottle out there that had a naked neck like that. And now it seems that that's the, the status quo. Sure. So that's what it's become. Um, labels that, you know, using family and photos and things like that. I never saw that before. And I thought that was the right thing to do. Um, yeah, we've never paid a, a designer to ever, you know, design a label for us. It's always just been me and, you know, me and my wife arguing about it and eventually it's kind of gotten to this really cool point where I'm like, yeah, these look good. But then I look at that every day and go, am I happy with how it looks? And that's kind of our style or, um, am I just self plagiarizing now because I know how to do it and it's easy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I really don't. Um, but there's a certain level of now nostalgia. Um, that's a great word that me and Jaime Macias kind of talked about once that that's what I've always wanted with what we do. Um, we, me and my wife had the term modern vintage <laughs> a long time that we used a lot to describe kind of our style here. But really it was like, we just want you to feel nostalgic immediately Yeah. when you pick something up and uh, holding it. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh man, I don't know if this was made now or 50 years ago or 50 years in the future. 
<laughs> and I'm always drawn to, to that kind of stuff. Um, but that's all like definite style. You know, the wine is the wine. Sure. Um, that's yeah, a whole and I think, other thing, you know. No, and I, I th- go ahead, please. I'm talking yeah, too I, much. No, no, it, it, it's good. And, and, and I mean, I think... I think the um, what I'm actually hearing from you is kind of the innovation comes from uh, however you want to phrase it, but culture or personality of you and of the family. And it's almost like if I ask you intentionally, how do we innovate? It's kind of like, well, it just came from us. It just came from yeah. who we are. And yet there, which we talked about, you know, kind of the fear and failure a few episodes ago, but that, I mean, when you did cupcakes, I can't, I can't imagine that some people walked in and said, what are these guys doing? Yeah. They, a lot of people, it's, you know, I could, one person in particular came in and, you know, and laughed and I, and mm-hmm. I go, you know, and I, it sucked because it was someone who I really respected and, you know, and everybody told us we were going to fail like everybody. And because it's like, yeah, we're we're a no name winery. No one's ever heard of. We named our winery something that you know sounds more like a plumbing company than a winery. Um, we put pictures of people on labels and told stories and never told anybody what they tasted, and we just hoped you had a great time. Yeah. And for us, that was that's where I wanted to go. You know, that's, that's really the place I felt like if you came, if you come over to my house, like last night, we, you know, we do this thing called Sunday supper and my wife is a saint and invites, you know, last night it was 28 people and we cook carne asada at our house and it's every Sunday and it's kids and adults and it it has become, you know, like our church service Mm. is a weird way to put it. Yeah. Um, mostly just hanging out and laughing and and just being together with friends. And, you know, during the summer, it grows to like 45, 50 people. And my wife goes out and gets, you know, all the food and, and uh, make sure it's always just absolutely gorgeous. But, um, you know, and then everybody else kind of brings a dish or something. Yeah. It's like an old school potluck. It's pretty right. great. With really good booze. Um and I don't, there's not much difference between our house at home and the tasting room here. And the experience that when you come in and stand across the bar from someone and we're pouring you a glass of wine, it, it would be the same way if you were standing in my house. It would be like, so tell me about, you know, I don't. I rare, you know, I don't pour a lot of our own wine at home. I think is a funny thing to say, but, mm. um, but if if you go, hey, what's this? I would tell you the exact same story in the exact same way as if we were at the tasting room. Sure. And that I think is there's no, I, I don't know if that means there's no pretense to it or, um, or in the worst case, you know, my my wife says it's really, really bad when I'm upset with somebody or don't like something because everybody knows it. You know, it's impossible for me to to hide um, to hide that kind of thing. Mm. It just it, it, it fills the room like like smoke. You know, mm. when I'm in a bad mood, I'll fill the room like smoke 
and that's not a that's not something to be proud of. Um, but when I'm in a good mood, uh, that same effectiveness, I guess, is the right word to say, where I can make everybody else in the room happy as I am. Either or, yeah. and that's a weird burden with this place um, because you know not everybody feels like going to work every day. Sure, and. And when you come in here, you have to be, you know, we use the term on stage and that's totally stolen from Disneyland because when you walk on stage, uh, who you are behind the scenes doesn't matter and your problems don't matter. When you walk out on stage, you are there to deliver the thing. Everybody in the audience paid for the paid to see. And that's, that's a lot of what we try to do. Uh, here that was really really rambling and I told a story about my wife and everything else but I think what I have to get back to is our t- our business is completely and undeniably a reflection of who we are as a family and I think that one has made the other better yeah um my brother wears our hat when he goes out places, or my dad does, and people, hey, where, where'd you, where'd you get that hat? Or, you know, touches base with people on, on just seeing it, which is just a stupid little logo, mm-hmm. but that has given our family a new sense of pride in who we are and what we do, because at its worst, I could just sit here and say, oh yeah, we grow stuff out of the ground, and right now there's a, you know, we're burning vines that we tore out and. Uh, and we pour, you know, booze in a bottle and people take a sip and they like it and they buy it, you know, we're a glorified liquor store. That's, you know, worst case. And best case is, um, this is the thing we were meant to do with our lives. You know, this scratched, scratches such an itch for my father, um, about who he kind of is as the person he always wanted to be, um, I didn't know that this was the person I was supposed to be. And my kids are growing up in a place because of where the vines are and what dad does that they're surrounded by an mass, amazing and beautiful tapestry of people and culture from every single walk of life from, you know, a billionaire to uh, a, a guy who shoes horses and quite honestly in our valley the guy who shoes horses is more important than the billionaire hmm. um, and everything in between I we made that joke I go when you go to college you're going to have some great stories and nobody's going to believe any of them yeah right you know and that's I think that's that's the part I, I love if tomorrow it changed from wine to something else and it would be even better, you know. Sarles and Sons as a name, I think, would continue on, and we would continue to do what we do with a just a different byproduct. Sure. Well, and so I mean, even just kind of summarizing some of that, which yeah. I think is an unexpected. So yeah, that was me vomiting on the table, no, and this is once again you clean, pack, <laughs> cleaning, pack, package it up. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this was kind of interesting. I think coming from it, my, my my thought was, okay, Keith, give us some wisdom on where does innovation come from. Mm. At least in your experience, it's it's actually been more, hey, what's my experience? What are the things that I 
that I hold dear and love and are worth living for. And yeah. then let me, let me innovate out of that. Okay. I'm, you know, that's really Michael's word more than yours yeah. in the sense that this is, these are the things that we think are going to be great. Let's do it. But there's such a thread of being honest with that too. So I think sometimes we think, all right, today I need to come up with a new innovative idea in my business, in my whatever, mm-hmm. fill in the blank. So, sure. so a lot of it comes from an effort to be innovative rather than, hey, I'm, I'm just going to come from a place of honesty. This is the thing that I love. This is what I think would be a great idea. And I think there's a fear to that, much like the cupcakes. Hey, we love cupcakes and we think that'd be fun to throw them in our tasting room. And then we get laughed at because that's a reality yeah. that at times that might happen. So just that thread of honesty, you know, innovation stemming from honesty, I think is something that, that can be really useful for people. It's, you know, this puts me in an uncomfortable way to describe it, but it's like when, you know, um, when you're doing it and you're really in it and you're doing it for the right reasons, always the, the, the brilliant or the right stuff comes out of it. It's a weird, that's a very chopped up sentence. But when you are doing something from the purity of, you know, I, I mean, at the base level, we, we have a vineyard because we're really terrible at growing apples. Hmm. So we're we're failed apple farmers. That's why we have a vineyard, right. which is not a proud thing to say. We're a I have a winery because um I had two coffee shops and a day spa, and I had a I had a baby and then a kid on the way, and we weren't going to make it, and we lived in a really hard place to live. If you're not making all, if you don't have, you know, money from somewhere else coming in or you're established and it's, it's, it was like getting on a boat and going to a brand new country and being like, we're here, you know, right? like five old goes West kind of a thing. Right. Um, that's a deep cut. That was good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, there are no cuts in America. Um, where all of this came from was, uh, really a place of like, Humility and me being uh, greedy and uh, and terrified and ha- you know having to succeed was the I think the term and when I went to other places it they they were playing a totally different game and it wasn't a game I was interested in. I'm not interested in um, the whole pat each other on the back. We're in this little winemaking club and we got into it because we loved wine. Mm. That wasn't where I was coming from. That wasn't why I was interested in doing this. I didn't have any preconceived notions, nor did I have any expectations. And nor did anybody have any of those about me or us. And coming into it just super raw and saying, well, this I think is how it's going to work. Yeah. Um, I still don't hang out with any winemakers like at all, Hmm. like my cousins, but that's like the family, not really winemakers and like winemakers sometimes like to get together and drink each other's wine. And you know, that's, that's kind of part of the culture or travel or make enough money so they can travel to France a couple times a year and drink their those people's wines or 
like to be included in the the club you know sure and those aren't the people i was i wanted to hang out with i mean I, there's no i don't have any pairs of salmon pants you know what i mean where it's like that i just don't and the all the people i like being around were you know uh farmers and roughnecks and idiots no and pants. huh no yeah, a lot, pants. yeah a lot of, <laughs> a lot of dirty jeans you know just wear the same pair every day for three months and no one cares um but it it felt like there was more of us than them and i've never said that out loud but mm. i knew i know me and i know you and i know my friends and none of them really like wine because it was never um, shown to them or uh, it was never handed to them in a way that said, hey, you know, hop in, you know, get in, yeah. loser. Right. That's more of what we were. It was, no, we're you. We're farmers. That's what we do. This wine is, this is just kind of our byproduct, you know. But we, I think we brought it to people that wasn't scary, that we weren't going to look down on you for not knowing terms. We weren't going to tell you what you taste. We weren't going to put a bunch of notes in front of you. We weren't going to do all of these things that I didn't, I thought was just like, you pompous ass, you know. We weren't going to do any of that. It was like, come in the door. Hey, you want to eat some cupcakes while you drink this booze? And that, you know, that came out of a friend of ours, Amber, wanted to do that. You know, she didn't, had a job she didn't want it or like wanted to bake started baking her husband tasted it he they brought it in i'm like great we'll do it right there awesome and it was that fast wow. you know it wasn't like oh what we need is a weird thing it was a hundred percent oh cool yeah do this here that sounds great you know it'll be awesome for kids hmm. perfect and then kevin you know her husband worked the counter for years and he, me and him just looked at each other all the time and drove each other nuts and and said well oh dude they're like which one goes with which some girl said that once and we're like uh that <laughs> one i think goes with the da, da. and then we looked at each other and i'm like well, let's just make a pair up and kevin goes all right said it to his wife off to the races right uh -huh. Uh -huh. providence is the only word i can use to describe that i'm not that smart right i'm not so smart that i formulated all of that together to get to some crazy outcome it was like no that those pieces fell into place when people came in, you know, it was like, hi, my name's Keith Sarlos, name's on the sign, please buy this wine because my kids need to eat. You know, that was pretty much the story right. and still is. Um, so all of when I, when you talk about innovation and old and new and things like that, the, the interesting part that I have seen or I haven't seen, but I feel that's a really good way to put it. I feel is that when I started there were everybody who did this before me was was a giant you know mm. and i so we sold wine to people and i'm like well how do you even do this you know right look at this place it's amazing and and it was like they were all the willy wonkas of these factories right i'm like oh giants and when, when i started kind of cracking rocks in front of what we did, I was like, well, I want to 
I want to eat your lunch. You know, that was kind of what I wanted to do. Not take anything away from them, but I wanted to to beat them, you know, our way without compromise, without um, without selling out, you know. My goal is to sell out without selling out. Right. And I've always been that person. And that, that usually puts me in an uncomfortable situation or place with a lot of people, you know. Um, but when we did that here, it was like, we're going to offend people. We still offend people. And, you know, we're five star, one star. That's it. Because if you came in and you want us to tell you that you're so smart because you know wine terms and things like that, it, that's not going to go well. You know, right. we, we kick people out of our tasting room for being snobby. We're like, you got to go. And they're like, why? I'm like, you're using your level of knowledge to make that other person feel inferior. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. Got to go. Right. Um, but what I've seen is that culture change. You know, we've been doing this long enough that kids, were when they were 11 years old, when we opened this place, are now coming in and tasting. Right? This is the culture they grew up with. They didn't grow up with the haughty, you know, snobby, exclusive thing. They grew up in the in the bosom of Sarlos and Sons and being like, oh, dude, this is my grandpa and I love him and I miss him and he's a great guy. And this wine reminds me of him because of ta 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 And that's how they grew up, you know, and when they were with their parents eating cupcakes and listening and then getting older and sitting at a table. And then, you know, they're turning 21. They're like, oh, I can finally buy my own or have my own, you know, uh, you know, club or family, uh, subscription kind of a thing it, that, that happened, but it was way jarring in the beginning for a lot of people. Yeah. And then I think they saw us busy and that breeds jealousy and that breeds people re landscaping the front of their building. So it has a place to sit down. Because there was no place to sit in Los Olivos before we opened. Hmm. And then, you know, people have stolen our chairs and knocked them off. And on a ton of stuff. Like our little chairs out front in particular, completely knocked off, like took drawings. And I could drive to like three different houses that in this valley that have complete replicas of our chairs. And I said, hey, where'd you get that chair? And they go, oh, I bought them from some guy. And I said, really? And they go, yeah. And I go, Who? And they go, what, what do you mean? I go, that's a wingback Adirondack, and that doesn't exist anywhere in the world. My wife drew it. Oh, we have God. all the papers, and we, we make them, and that's my design. That's it. Oh, I don't know who made them, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. But it's funny to see it, right? Right. Um, <sighs> I mean, anything at this point I say... It, I feel like I can have these, I've had these conversations like behind closed doors with my old man. Sure. You know, where my dad's like, did you see? And I'm like, yeah, I saw that. And he's like, Oh, can you believe it? You know, like those kind of statements. And I go, yeah, I said, dad, no one's ever going to put us up on a stage and give us an award for what we've done. But our, our, my goal, my personal goal was to create new American wine culture. Yeah. And have wine be the thing that is the unity of what's on the table. When you pop a bottle 
you pour it in every single glass and there's a shared experience in the glass with everyone. You're tasting the same thing at the same time. You're in the moment. And that's what we wanted to do. Points, um, names, all of the, the hoity bullshitty stuff that no one really cares about other than people who are in wine and who are living in some sort of echo chamber, making it important just to each other. It doesn't matter to my consumer. Sure. It doesn't matter to you, you know, but why we made it, maybe that, maybe that matters because you tasted it, you know, right. did you like it? Yeah. I want to get that. I like the way that tastes. And you're like, oh, there's a cool story that goes with that. And you're like, oh, rad. Yeah. I'm starting to see stories more, you know, um, I could point at a, a couple wineries that, you know, some people saw their labels and took a picture and sent it to me. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that looks familiar. They're like, yeah, it's, and it's like right down the middle. I mean, picture of their grandparents, black and white. I mean, it, it was like, wow. Okay. But, what do they say? Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Still sucks, you know, Thanks. because, well, I call, here's the thing. I called the person, you know, and I'm like, if anybody's, and I said it very plainly, I said, if anybody thinks that you're doing something that looks too much like me, like me, I said personally, um, then you are. Because it's not not that it was your intention, but if that's sure. the end result to a customer, then they already know. You know, they already know when it's yeah. McDougal's and not McDonald's, right? Right, right. Um, so I'm like, just, you know, find your own voice, man. Inspiration is one thing. Imitation is a different. Um, but now I think one of the, the scariest points... Um, of where we're at is I want to continue to beat my last year, like month Mm. over month, year over year. I've never not. And there's been times where I've, I've literally dove with the, uh, baton, you know, to try to make it happen. Um, I never expect it to be easy and I'm just as hungry today as when we opened our tasting room. The, the, I'm just 100%. And if I take time off or I'm, I, I don't do something, I feel guilty and horrible. And like, oh, you know, if somebody comes in and texts me like, hey, I'm coming in. Are you at the tasting room? And even when I'm not here, but I'm in the valley. Be. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go, what time are you going to be there? Yeah. And they're like, two. And I'll be here at two. Yeah, you know, and and maybe it's somebody I met once. I, you know, honestly, I don't. I'm still that hungry. You know, it's uh, I don't want to be poor again. You know, I don't want to go back. I want to innovate and keep having one real big good idea a year. That's yeah. like holy cow, that keeps us pushing i still work six days a week you know i still um sit in this stupid office every day 
and try to come up with stuff to do. And, you know, I say no a thousand times to every one yes. Mm. And that's hard because there's a lot of times I've spent tons of time, like, thinking about stuff and looking at stuff. And, and you know, it's almost like whittling. You're just whittling this huge tree, and then eventually you're like, oh, is this going to make it or not, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that – did I answer any of the questions at that point, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. And it, 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 so it sparked a thought because um, I think sometimes – I'm actually reading a book right now that, that the the whole idea is – not that it is not as important as we think it is to be a specialist to be successful or to oh. make something impact. And so I'm I'm looking back at you. I mean, just in the you know few minutes that we've been chatting here, uh, coffee shops, day spa, apples, you know, to to wine. But even in that, there you know, there's a you've got a laundry list of things in all categories. You're running a business, but you're making wine, but you're farming. You know, it's it's a bunch of different things. I I still do. And, Yes. I still run our website. Right. Totally. So yeah, marketing and design and, and the, you know, the, the tech side of things. And Why so would I do that. I, <laughs> but, but I think what's in, here's, here's what I think as I listen, I think, okay, I haven't missed my window for doing something really significant because I did start when I was 10 studying, pick, pick the subject, you know what I mean? Or yeah. because I'm not still in my first job or w- whatever yeah. the case may be. So I, uh, what my question to you is how, how important has been, has your varied experiences oh. been to w- where you are today? You, oh, if we boil this whole thing down to just this, it's everything. I have been, I don't know why I've done everything that I've ever done in my life, but I know it all led to this point. Yeah. Um, I had two friends, Cliff and Eric. They had a design company, and I I just liked going over there because they would make a shirt, you know, or design a shirt for a company that I knew that was big that they did. And it was just, I just sit there and watch, you know, and I'm like, holy cow, that's going to be on a thousand people's backs, Mm -hmm. you know blew my mind it was unreal Hmm. we had a a third-party logistics company that we would put stuff on shelves in home depots you know we would warehouse it and ship it and it was a a big business it was a two hundred fifty thousand square foot warehouse and you know running that we i would make deliveries when i was a kid on the back of a you know flatbed truck during christmas and get covered in sap um I worked at Jack Surfboards in Huntington Beach for an entire summer. I pushed, you know, broom. I had vending machines. I, um, when I was in college, you know, just constantly thought and hustled about tons of different ideas and throwing parties and, um, you know, doing whatever. And then um, when I look at those things, you know, when I met my wife and how my wife has pushed me in, in such a crazy direction where, you know, good, good is the enemy of great and yeah. we need to go all the way and she'll throw a birthday party for my son that is so overwhelmingly crazy that she spends tons of time on, but that is where her happy place lies, right? And I'm like, well, come on, this is a kid's like ninth birthday just like chill out here what how much do we spend on this you know (laughs) and the crazy answer to that was it's mostly her effort you know why did she cook why did she get ready and and put out a beautiful 
display and and have our you know everything immaculate and perfect and 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 ready for 25 people to come over and eat you know why she took that burden on almost solely you know but it is because it is required and i'm i'm gushing about her but if i married the person i should have married i would never have been pulled down that street you know, I would have married someone that I've been, I would be so bored with by now. And like my wife will always have my love and respect. Like both, both are hard. Like I admire her. That's a, you know, I look up to her. Um, but when you're talking about like generalist, right? I, yeah. All of that comes into one ball, like a big ball of goo. I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it because I never knew what my thing was. Mm. I never knew. And it it ate at me constantly because I had a brother who has been the MVP of every MVP thing he's ever done um, and was, you know, pitched in the pros and like was so late like a laser you know like a uh, as sharp as a knife of what this is what my thing is i have found it i am good at it i will continue to get better at it there is competition in this thing i want to beat you i want to be better than this and it was kind of like it you know his whole life was a baseball game okay you keep it between these two lines if you do this and this and this and this is how you have success move, you know, just get more people over to here than uh, the other team does and you win. And how do right. you do that? There's, you know, and I watched, you know, my brother ascend and it was like, am I an idiot? It, do I not know? Like, well, where's my thing? You know, and it was like, I felt constantly like I was just looking to the left and looking to the right at everything going is this is this my mother you know it's like that Mm -hmm. book it's like yeah right you know was i supposed to do this what oh do i not know what it's going to be and it was it was horrible it was really horrible and my wife will attest that that was probably the first seven years of really our our marriage was me doing that like waking up every day not knowing what it was going to be honestly yeah. and and I didn't know till I was until this this was forced upon me you know like I have to eat this is it and it was like oh holy shit this is everything you've ever been good at right you know That was, uh, yeah, do, I don't know. When you say like innovation and stuff like that, it was, it was so much more than when you say, when you talk about a list or whatever, it, it wasn't a list or anything else. It was, mm-hmm. I don't want to fail. I can't fail. I got two kids and my, you know, I stood over my son's uh, crib when he's a little kid and I, I swore to God, I go, your dad will not be a loser. Hmm. And it was like right when this was all starting. And that that was it. 
I mean, cupcakes, wine, all this kind of stuff. It was like, no, this, this is what, this is it. You know, this is, I said to my wife, this is either going to be a success or it's going to kill me. It's one or the other. And I think I'm grateful to wine. I'm grateful to every single person who walks through our front door, maybe because we are, we are nice to somebody else or one of their friends, and they said, you should go to this place. It's great. Mm. And we know so many of the people that have been in our, you know, our club or been through here time and time again that, you know, maybe our, their name will escape us, but we follow each other on Instagram. You know, I know your handle. And right. we've talked and we've hung out. And, you know... That's the thing that's always just blown my mind. We we made we are we are not a winery. We are a skate shop that sells wine, but really what I think we have become or the innovative thing we have been is we've become the default home for you know wayward winos. Hmm. It was like you walked in, you used the bathroom, you stayed forever. Right. And that that's the thing that blows me away. That's not you you have the coolest tasting room or you have the best wine or you have any of this stuff. I don't know. None of that stuff to me, that's clinical. Yeah. You know, that's the that's the worst part of what this is. That doesn't even register on what we what wine means to us, you know wine to us is like well we grow it there my dad's in charge of that and my two cousins work with me and their cousin works here and katie's worked for me for 11 years you know Mm -hmm. um we've been doing cupcakes with kevin and amber for you know 11 years we've been um growing this family of people and you know uh, this little group came in last week on saturday while i was you know i'm pouring and sitting in the back room, she's like, yeah, we came here five years ago. And we joined your club, you know, five years ago. And we, we've been in it, you know, ever since. We yep. love it. We can't wait to get shipments. It's, it's awesome. We're so stoked. And I looked at them and I said, like, in my head, I'm like, five years. Mm-hmm. You know, you've taken 20, 20 shipments from us. You've taken, uh, um, you know, that's cases of wine and heard our story how many times and when i would pick up a wine they go oh we we got this one already this was so good or oh tell them the story about this people do that you know yeah right and my heart my the hard part for me is not to get jaded you know it's not to be like the person who on stage you know they're like who are singing the singing the words before you get to it you know Mm -hmm. or you know, yelling, play free bird, you know, and you're like, okay, okay, we'll get to it kind of a thing. But it's like staying in that raw emotional spot where we're ready to share just like day one, Mm. you know, because at the end of it, I think the thing that my dad will say, and I will say, and my cousins will say, everybody around here is we work for you. You know, we're, we're not, I'm not making wine that's going to go out into grocery stores and you know it's i'm not 
I'm not making wine so other winemakers that say, oh, you're so great, you know? Yeah. I'm not, that's like, it's so shitty. Yeah. It, it, we're making wine for people who are going to be um, drinking it at Christmas. Sure. And birthdays and, Christ, you know, all that events. And when I look at that, whenever I go by vineyards or I'm there or anywhere I'm at, that's all I think of. That vineyard is not landscaping. It is, we are growing people's wine out there that they will receive in like three years. Mm-hmm. That's all we're doing. It's pretty. But along that line, it's like, yeah, the grapes that are growing out there right now, my daughter's going to be in college when we pick that. Or when that right. when that gets shipped to your house. Right. <sighs> you know, people have seen my kids grow up. That's been pretty heavy, you know, where Cash walks, hey, buddy, how's it going? I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's the greatest life I could think of. Let I me, can't uh, believe I get to do it, you know. But let me, let me do something that might feel weird because this, this yeah. came actually from, gosh, what, I don't know, five or six months ago, our first conversation, even talking about the book. Yeah. And this, this is something you said, you said this was at least as, as quickly as I could type it. Uh, as you were talking, we live in a day and age where you can be a stupid little winery that writes stupid Insta posts. And then someone calls and says, let's do this book. That's the day we live in. The big companies are scared shitless. You just need to be good. Don't strive for greatness. Just get on base every day. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, I think, you know, we started the conversation to innovation. It kind of ended up going to, you know, be in a sense, follow this path. I, you know, I jotted down as you were talking, wandering isn't a bad thing. And oh, so when, you're when not lost. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and it's hard because you, you, you look, you know, you, we all do what you did with your brother. And you think, gosh, if I could only know totally that person knows, I'd be I'd be this great success story. And yet what you're what you're talking about, what you've done, the experiences that have led up to this point have perfectly equipped you to do what you're doing today. You know, sitting there and watching those guys design their stuff. And then one day you start having to design your stuff. You know, yeah. like, you know what? I can probably do some of this. And, you know, and, yeah. and that's just one I always example. say that any idiot can do this, right? <laughs> like you got to start off. You got to start off with anything and go, you know, some other idiot did this first, <laughs> you know. Right. So they, they were pretty shitty at it once, too. But, you know, when you ask, people are pretty, pretty awesome about, like, telling you, oh, yeah, just you just yeah. got to start, man. Start. Don't be yeah. afraid. Yeah. Well, and you're know. talking about all the people that you've impacted um, within your, I mean, you're talking about, hey, we, this is our family and are my cousins and these employees that have worked, yeah. you know, for us forever. And and that's, that's a piece of it. But then even to think that, you know, countless relationships and conversations, I mean, even the fact that we're able to do this today oh, and, yeah. and be working on the book, it, 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 wine is the byproduct, but it is also kind of that, that, you know, extension that oh, is yeah. allowing other people to connect to not just you, but each other in the broader community. And that's, you know, we talk about Sarlo stories and wanting people's, and maybe this is a plug for that. Yeah. If you're listening to it, send us those stories because we know they're out there. Yeah. Book um, at Sarlos and Sons. That's, yeah, just book. send that email. Yeah. Dovetailing. One of the things that really, you know, even this weekend put it in perspective for me, there's a guy, Cliff Mayer. Cliff's one of the greatest people of all time. We were pouring at an event um, before we opened, and he came in. He goes, "This is amazing. 
What is this stuff? Where do I find this? Just frothing. And a year when we opened, came in, started talking. My dad, I go, he goes, yeah, I saw your dad at a thing. I loved it. This stuff was awesome. And I go, oh, you're that guy. And he goes, yeah. And it was Cliff. Hmm. I've had the opportunity to marry Cliff to his wife. Hmm. You know? Um, you're, I mean, that blows my mind, right? Yeah. He's moving to Southern California from Santa Barbara. Jobs pulling him down there. He's got two kids, this whole thing. And I sent him, you know, we've become, we're great friends. And I sent him messages like, hey, man, the next part of your life is opening. This is mm-hmm. awesome. You know, blah, blah, blah. That, you know, that all came from 11, 12 years ago. Some right. guy was, you know, excited about our line and a place. Uh, Brian and Tommy, I married them to each other. They just, they just came into a tasting, you know, and now like great friends went to Europe with them. I mean, it's like, it's so bizarre where this has led, but I always go back to having your butt in the tasting room, being here and waking up and getting a cup of coffee and being anxious about the day. And trying to figure out what's going to be the big move. You know, Mm. how do I push my rock today? Because today I didn't really feel like going to work. You know, we had 25 people over last night. Had a nice couple glasses of drink. Staying in bed sounded really good. Right. And getting up, taking the first step, bringing the kids to school, grabbing, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here now, look, we, we just had probably one of the best conversations I've had in a month. Yeah. You know, like reliving the why yeah and maybe this is you know this has become more of a therapy session for me than anything but Hmm. i can't believe i'll never i'll always be grateful to this for being able to get to do it yeah and i think that's where you know it goes from being a job or even a vocation and we've, you know, I've sent you that video about like Ikigai, which I think is one of the interesting, most interesting things ever, where it's like, you have to find something you're good at, something the world will pay you to do, um, something that the world needs yep. and something that you are good at, you know, Did I say that twice. Anyway, look it up. Ikigai. It's great. But if you can live in the middle of all of those little rings of the world needs it, they're willing to give you money for it. Uh, you enjoy doing it and you're good at it. Yeah. Holy shit. That's it. That's, yeah. I mean, that's like when you're, when you just yell game over and then just try to stay in that little slot, you know, if you, I mean, if you, it's kind of like marrying the right person. If you marry the right person, your life is 90% better. You know, mm-hmm. um, if, if you find that little thing that, you were somehow born to do and you get in that little slot and you're like, Hey, somebody will pay me to do this. And I'm, I really like doing it. I'm, Hey, I'm really kind of good at it. Yeah. And the world goes to your front door and comes in and says, Hey, can I buy this and bring it home? And you're like, yeah, that'd be a good trade. Sure. Right. That's it. You know? Yeah. There's no home runs. There's no end zones. The, the 
you know, happiness is not at the end of a destination. It's like, it's only exists in the pursuit. And that's the thing I'm like always freaked out about with this is I think the bottom could fall out of it at any time Mm -hmm. and it's over. Mm -hmm. I'm still terrified of that every single day. Hmm. Well, we've talked forever. That was good. (laughs) Therapy. (laughs) Therapy. Yeah. Oh, an hour. Perfect. That's a perfect commute time. Nailed it. Um, this was great, man. Uh, going back to it, listen, if you've listened all the way to here, you probably, you, I mean, honestly, I'm impressed. Uh, but we want to know what you have to say. We want to know what questions you have. We want to know, um, what is important to you. And if you have a story that you would like to share or, um, want a perspective on, send us an email, which is really easy. It's book, B-O-O-K, at sarlosonsons.com. And this was great, man. Yeah. I think good. everybody needs to remember the why. For sure. That that would be, without a doubt, the thing that I wish I was addicted to hmm. is really, is chasing, chase, you know, that's my. That is my. At a certain level, that is my addiction. It's chasing the dragon that is this place, because I want it to get better, and I want it to thrive, and I want more connections with people that walk in the door, and I want more Cliff Mayers and Brian's and Tommy's and you's and people that it's like, wow, we affected somebody by the work we did. Yep. That would be. That that is, that is the innovation to me everybody else sells wine we don't sell wine we get to share what we do yep and it just goes in a bottle and it tastes like wine right perfect yeah that's great all right thanks for sharing man that's uh episode five of the book report uh we'll try to do another one next week thanks for sure bye